You're listening to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast for women who are ready to discover just how easy it can be to regain control of their health and wellness. Here's your host, Christina Ettore. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast. Today I want to talk about some of the common mistakes I see people making when they decide to follow a keto diet. We are going to cover what those mistakes are and how to correct them. But before I jump into that, I just want to mention that following a low-carb or keto diet is a great way to lose weight. But it is not the only great way to lose weight, and it certainly is not the right approach for everyone. So if you have tried to go low-carb to lose weight, but discovered that it wasn't the right approach for you, then reach out and let me know because there are a lot of other really effective options to consider. However, if you are doing a keto diet and you're loving it, but maybe feeling a little bit frustrated that the weight isn't moving in the way that you would expect it to, or perhaps you've hit a stubborn plateau, then let's look at a couple of things that you could improve. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they go low carb is they eat too much protein. Now I know some people can eat as much protein as they like and they feel really good and the weight comes off really easily. But right now I'm speaking specifically to those people who are doing keto and not getting results. Too much protein is a problem for some people due to the way protein breaks down into amino acids and then into sugar. Some people's protein requirements are smaller than others. So if you're eating too much protein for your own requirements, then any of that excess protein consumed is going to metabolize into sugar, which will trigger an insulin release and may lead to fat being stored. One of the main goals of the keto diet is to keep insulin release as minimal as possible because insulin is a fat storage hormone. Yes, we know sugar and excess carb consumption triggers an insulin release, but so can too much protein. Too much protein can also cause your calorie consumption to be too high. So aim for one palm-sized portion of protein or less per meal. The next major issue I see is people eating too much fat. Yes, I know the keto diet encourages you to eat healthy fats with every meal, but we need to be sensible when it comes to the amount. I don't often speak to my clients about calorie consumption because weight loss is a lot more complicated than just simply restricting calories, especially if you want long-term results. But that doesn't mean calories don't matter. If you have a thyroid issue or a sluggish metabolism, too much fat in the diet is going to prevent you from losing weight because you will be consuming too many calories. I know there are some keto experts out there who recommend that you add things like MCT oil or butter 
or coconut oil to your coffee. And sometimes they suggest that you eat high fat snacks throughout the day to keep you feeling full. And this will work well if your body is really efficient at turning fat into ketones. But if you are in metabolic repair mode, if you have sluggish liver function, and if you are already really struggling to lose weight, eating a diet that is high in fat is not going to work as well as it will for others. Instead, aim to eat one to two tablespoons of healthy fat with every meal. Another problem I see often is to do with carbohydrate intake. And sometimes the carb intake is too high and sometimes it's too low. And I'll start with carb intake that is too high. As we know, the principle of the keto diet is to restrict carbs until the body is triggered to send stored fat to the liver to be used as fuel. In order to trigger this action in the body, we typically need to restrict our carb intake to 20 to 40 grams per day. Now, some people can actually eat a lot more than this and still enter ketosis, which is great. And this has to do with their carb tolerance and energy expenditure. The general guideline you will see online suggests that you need to eat 20 grams of carbs or less per day to enter ketosis. And this is actually based on a ketogenic diet for the management of epilepsy. This kind of restriction is not essential for weight loss. In fact, this type of restriction is often problematic for weight loss, not necessarily on a physical level, but mentally and emotionally, it can do more harm than good, especially if you have a history of obsessive or disordered dieting. So quite often when one of my clients is not losing weight on a low carb diet and they don't have any major underlying issues preventing them from losing weight, their inability to lose weight will often be because they think they are eating low carb, but they're not. There are a lot of foods available in the supermarket that are labeled as low carb, but they're not actually low carb. I've noticed that things like a teaspoon of honey or maple syrup might start to creep in here or there. The occasional cracker with cheese starts to sneak in or an extra piece of fruit becomes a daily habit. And although none of these foods are bad, they do eventually add up. And you may be thinking that you're doing a low carb or keto diet and expecting the weight to be dropping off. But those little extras that sneak in could be preventing you from entering ketosis. Now, these little extras are not going to be an issue for someone with a great metabolism. But if you have insulin resistance or poor thyroid function or a sluggish metabolism, deviating off your plan could make it really tricky to lose weight. So to resolve this problem, I would suggest that you keep an honest food diary so you can keep track of all of those little extras that creep in throughout the day. It will also help you to understand just how many carbs you are really eating. Now, sometimes people don't eat enough carbs. 
And this is a problem for a number of reasons. And I know some people do really well on things like the carnivore diet, where they don't eat any carbs at all. But once again, this episode is for people who are stuck. So in episode four, I think it was, I talked about the importance of eating plenty of vegetable fiber to support the growth and maintenance of our good gut bacteria. Our gut bacteria has a huge impact on our ability to lose weight. And we want to make sure that we are eating enough fiber so we can keep this gut bacteria happy. Fiber helps to tell us that we are full. It reduces the appetite and has a positive effect on cholesterol levels. And most of the health complications that people experience on the keto diet is often due to the fact that they're not eating enough vegetables in an attempt to keep carb intake low. So there is no need to be afraid of carbs, especially the good ones that we get from vegetables and certain fruits. You want to make sure that you're eating at least two handfuls of vegetables with every meal, if not more to make sure you stay healthy and maintain a healthy rate of weight loss while you're following a low-carb or keto diet. The other problem with low vegetable intake is people get really hungry and then they end up eating more cheese and protein and nuts and fats to try and satisfy hunger. And we've already discussed why that is an issue for weight loss. Next and The last mistake I'm going to cover today is the use of artificial sweeteners. Now, I know this one is going to upset a lot of people, and I know some people can use sweeteners and still lose weight. But if you are stuck, then you may as well add this to your list of considerations. Artificial sweeteners and products like Coke No Sugar, low-carb cookies, donuts, desserts, low-carb protein bars and shakes. They often contain artificial sweeteners like sorbitol, malitol and xylitol. Coke No Sugar uses a different sweetener, which is a problem for a number of other reasons that we won't get into today. But those artificial sweeteners that I listed previously still have the ability to trigger an insulin release. Some studies have showed that the body can respond to the sweet taste of the sweetener, which means you could be releasing a large amount of insulin in response to the small amount of carbs being consumed, which leads to an inappropriate amount of fat being stored. Things like monk fruit sweetener and stevia are slightly less problematic, but if your weight loss is stuck, then cut out all sweeteners along with the other suggestions I've made and see what happens. You can certainly begin to reintroduce sweeteners and keep an eye on your results. And if they stop in conjunction with introducing the sweeteners, then you know that that's a potential problem. Now, if you are already doing all of these things and you're still not losing weight, then you might not be doing anything wrong at all. Go back and listen to episode three of the podcast, where I talk about why it's important to take a holistic approach to weight loss. 
Because if you have an underlying issue that is preventing weight loss, no amount of dieting or restricting carbs or calories is going to help if we don't resolve that first. So if you're stuck and frustrated with your weight loss results, reach out and contact me so we can have a chat about how I can help you. You can visit my website, renewhealththerapies.com.au for more information. Thank you for tuning in today and I will speak to you soon. Thank you.